Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is TeacherCast Podcast, episode number 204. And as I say that, I am sitting here in the hot, late July weather, sweating in these 100-degree heats. I hope you guys are having a great time this summer as we get ready for August. There are so many things that are happening. We want to let you guys know that this show is brought to you guys by the all-new Educational Podcast Directory. If you guys are out there looking for some great podcasts for August, September, or any day that you're driving to work, we want to give you guys a fantastic place to go to. That is www.educationalpodcastdirectory, featuring more than 140 teachers who are making podcasts from the classroom for the classroom. And we want to have you guys check it out. If you're looking for a great show this year to work on, or maybe a new series to help bring into your classroom, the Educational Podcast Directory is where it is. Check it out today, www.educationalpodcastdirectory.com. I am so happy to bring this show today. I met my guest at ISTE a few weeks ago in Philadelphia, and we had a fantastic time at the Cisco booth talking about, well, we talked about a lot of things. We talked about how to bring students and virtual reality together. We talked about how to be educational entrepreneurs, and we really talked about how some of these great technology companies out there are transforming the way that we are teaching in the district. And I am so happy to welcome my friend, Renee Patton, the Global Director of Education at Cisco, onto the show. Renee, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Great, Jeff. How are you? I'm so pleased to be here. It was such a pleasure to meet you at ISTE. I am so thrilled to be here because we have been doing some pretty great things here on our podcast. Specifically, we've been talking about teachers who are doing more than just being teachers and specifically reaching out to do that whole entrepreneur, edupreneur, mm-hmm. whatever the word is that we're going to be using today. Mm-hmm. It's that whole idea of, is it the concept of, I need more money for my family? Is it, I want to start a side hustle? Or, hey, there's, there's a different part of me that I'd mm-hmm. like to explore. I got to ask a question here, because you recently created a blog post on the Cisco blog, which we have, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, published here on our website. Talk to us a little bit about this. Teachers as entrepreneur. Where are we in 2019? It's such a fun topic, really, when you think about it, Jeff. I was just browsing the Internet one day and I happened across the NASDAQ definition of, a, of an entrepreneur. And I thought it was it was it was very, very just inspiring. So as an entrepreneur, basically, it was someone who's willing to sacrifice sleep, sanity and savings to grow an idea because that's just how they're wired. And then the second secondary definition was a dreamer, a problem solver, a doer, a risk taker. See also decision maker, coffee maker and multitasker. And so I read this and it just floored me. And I said, that's what teachers do. And as I thought about that, I thought, you know, teachers really are entrepreneurs. And I think that when you and I have been having this, have had this conversation, we, we talked a lot about teachers and entrepreneurs in the classroom, but also teachers as entrepreneurs for some of those side gigs. And one of the things that I know you know is that I started my career as a teacher and I made a hard left turn into high tech many years ago. And one of the reasons why I was hired was because the hiring manager said, wow, as a teacher, you have all the requisite skills and knowledge and experience to take a job in marketing. 
And so I literally went into marketing, services marketing, and I said, well, what makes you think that? Why would you possibly think that I would be someone who could do this? And I was a, I was a high school English teacher. I taught English and French. And he said, well, if you're a teacher, you know how to set goals and objectives. You know how to set up milestones and deliverables. You can manage a classroom. So if you can manage a classroom, you can manage people. You're probably a pretty good communicator. And that was really the start kind of as my career in uh, tech. And I've just been happy to be at Cisco for the last uh, 15 years or so because I've been able to focus on education and bring those passions together. And so that's what's been fun. I want to know if any of these things that Renee just said are ringing in your ears out there. I'm thinking, you know, we just celebrated our eight year anniversary here at TeacherCast. And I'm looking at these definitions of someone who's willing to sacrifice sleep. And I'm going, that's me. That's that's where we are. And, and you know, someone who's willing to sacrifice sanity. And I'm going, yeah, it's been been wacky and nutty here over the last Uh couple of years. But if you guys have anything that is on your mind about being an entrepreneur, how do I do it? What do I do it? I want to share you guys a great website that's out there. We created called buildyouredubrand.com. It's something that has been a passion project of ours here because over the years, many teachers have said, how did you do teacher care? How did you do social media? Um, We just actually published a blog called How Do You Get an LLC If You're a podcaster, but really that post uh-huh. could be good for anybody. If you're looking for some information about that, you can go over to buildyouredubrand.com and, and sign up today, not just for the mailing list, because that's important, but we also have a 15-day free online course on this topic where we're going to be selling out with you guys a lot of great details and information, especially shows like this. So check that out over on buildyouredubrand.com. Renee, I got to ask you, number one, do you consider yourself an entrepreneur? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that even started in the classroom as a teacher, because every single day I would go into class and think, uh, as I was developing my lesson plans, how am I going to engage my learners? How am I going to create these environments where they can be hands-on and they can really be a part of the process? How can I get them to develop content with me? And this was a long, this was when technology was the overhead projector. So I'm dating myself, Jeff. I'm dating myself. But I think it's really important because we were always looking for different ways to engage learners. And that takes a lot of creativity. And that's kind of what entrepreneurs do. They sort of, they see a problem that needs to be solved and they try to find a way to solve it. And then they bring it to market. They bring it to mass market. So I think every day, you know, we're entrepreneurs as we think about education and ways we can use technology for better teaching and learning. Does entrepreneur have to do with money or does entrepreneur just a way of thinking? Because I'm looking at this going a dreamer, problem solver, doer, risk taker. I can think of the 13 year old who wants to change Uh the world, doesn't know anything about a business plan, isn't looking to make that. Is that wonderful young Absolutely, because I think the reason why we all need to be thinking of as entrepreneurs, whether we're in the second grade or we're entering our third or fourth or fifth careers, is because we need problem solvers in this world. We need people who can solve some of the most challenging problems that the world has ever seen. And one of the things that we did at Cisco was we created a program called uh, GPS the Series. So it's Global Problem Solvers Program. It's geared, it's it's free, there's no charge for it. Uh, it's geared towards students in the ages, uh, in grades four through eight, uh, 
And, and basically what we do is we have given them two series of animated episodes where they can learn about the topic of entrepreneurship and how to solve difficult problems. It's relatively low tech because we ask them to think about their communities and think about the major problems that need to be solved. And then we ask them to think about the ways they could solve them. And then we ask them about the role of technology to support their ability to solve the problem or their invention. And then, then they go through a process of building a business plan. So it's not so much, gosh, I want to go into this and make a lot of money, but it is what's the problem that needs to be solved and how can we do that? So there was one uh, young uh, boy in Arizona who was passionate about cleaning plastics out of the ocean. And so he had this idea to create a big giant plastic turtle that would sit on top of the ocean and it would suck the plastic out of the ocean. So very low tech. But then he went in and he started thinking about how he could use the internet of things technologies like sensors to sense the plastic and vacuum it up into the turtle. And so I think that's an idea that's relatively low tech, but it's a major problem that needs to be solved. And he was able to figure out how to bring technology to bear. That is an amazing idea. I, I would love to actually learn more about all that because I'm, I'm sitting here trying to picture this going, what do you do, right? And here's, here's the big question. I'll, I'll start off with the big question. If you are a teacher and a, a student comes to you and says, I have an idea, what's the next thing you should say to that student? If a student were to come to me and say, I have an idea, I would sit with the student and say, help me to understand what your idea is. And what are all of the different ramifications, implications of the idea? How does the problem manifest itself? And then what are some ways that you could really um, solve that challenge? And I think one of the neat things about this series, and we'll make sure that you have the link for your listeners, uh, because again, teachers can download this, integrate it into the curriculum. It's really straightforward, very, very simple. It's just an easy way to augment existing uh, curriculum. And um, they get ideas of what other people have done, and then they can put the, their concept together and execute against that. So, Is it possible for teachers to be both really good educators and entrepreneurs? I mean, we see on social media, there's a lot of people out there who have these huge personas and these huge followings, and you know that they're doing conferences and all these different things, and you go, but that person still has a day job. How, uh -huh. how, how can a teacher say, I'm going to give up my time from my classroom, give up my time from my family and go pursue when really as a teacher, we are really taught uh -huh. do it for free. And you know, there's so many other, I'll, I'll even, I'll throw another question in there. There's so many teachers whose second job is just helping out the students in their first uh -huh. job. Uh -huh. is, how do you do both? How do you come up with this whole concept that's, that's realistic? Well, I think one of the things that that helps is to you talk a lot about your passion areas. This is this is a passion, right? And so I think what really helps is to be able to identify the areas of passion and the major strengths that you might have as a teacher. So there are a lot of teachers who might say, well, I have a new idea about um, tutoring the masses. 
And, and so I'm going to scale my impact. So rather than doing one-on-one tutoring, I'm going to use technology tools to be able to scale uh, tutoring to, to the mat, to, to many, many students. Um, I think there's also another skill. If you think about skill sets that teachers have, I mean, it's, it's incredible. Their ability to, to write, to communicate, mm. to manage, to um, life coaching. I mean, yeah. all of these things they do in the classroom. I think it's a matter of taking those skill sets that they really, that really resonate with them, that are the most important to them and and building a business idea around that based on the need that they might have in see or have in the community or in across the country or across the globe very similar to what you're doing you know i don't don't know if the word is humble or modest but i I find a lot of teachers need to be reminded about the skill sets that they have Mm -hmm. Um, i'll always remember you know early on in in teacher cast i invited a a teacher onto the show and she says oh i have nothing to say and i said and she's like i don't i don't know how to speak i'm not good i'm like you're a professional speaker. You yes. are, you are trained to stand up in front of the the rockiest of crowds in middle school right. and 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 do this. And she's like, you know what? I can do that with you. And it was just this amazing transformation moment of watching a teacher go, oh, I have, I've got value. I've got I've got I've got a voice. I've got a, and you know I didn't put her as a one to one. I had her in the middle of a group. But before long, like I remember that episode, like that teacher was leading the conversation because she yes. just got in there and she was running with oh. it. But but the, the the question always comes up with like, where do you start? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I, for me, it was I just wanted to make a podcast, and then I made two, and then I made thirty, and then the next thing you know, someone's like, dude, you're an entrepreneur. You need to get incorporated. You need to get your act together. And I'm, yeah. I, I'm like, I'm not an entrepreneur. I was like, dude, you need to do this. So yeah. I know there's a lot of teachers that are out there like me and they're called musicians. I just want to play for, <laughs> I want to play for the love of it and it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter. Like I'm yeah. just, I'm here to do. And yeah. then there's other people out there that are like, I'm making a buck. I got yeah. kids. I got a family. I'm, I got to make a buck. Yeah. Where well, do we go? Yeah. It's such an interesting question. And I have the, I have the, um, honor of being able to coach and mentor a number of people both inside and outside of Cisco. And it is it is an honor to be able to sit with people and understand what is it that they'd like to do. So as you're kind of thinking about what do I do in addition to teaching, how, how do I make a buck? Um, I always kind of ha- I always ask people to start with kind of a simple list making um, approach. So the first thing I ask them to do is I'd like you to make a list of the top 10 things that you are really, really good at doing. So what are the top 10, what are your top skill sets? It might be you're a phenomenal listener. Uh, You're really good at developing strategies. You can synthesize information. You're a great read of people, especially teachers. They can read what type of a learner uh, a student might be. So the first is the top 10 list of the things that they absolutely love to do. Um, Or the the top 10 things of the things that they're Top 10 things of what they're really good at doing. The next top 10 things is what do they love to do? So 10 things they're great at doing, the 10 things that they absolutely love to do. And then the next list is where is there a need? Where do I see that someone might need uh, the skills and abilities that I might bring to a job or that I might bring to a consulting practice? And so then coming up with a list of ideas based on what they see the needs as being of different things that they could do. So they might want to go out and be a life coach or they might want to be a yoga instructor or they might want to be. And it really depends on kind of what the opportunities are. And then I always ask people to make a list of the top 10 things that they would never want to do in their whole entire lives. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because that really helps them to exclude uh, different things that 
that they might see that come across their desk or they're across their computer and they say, well, no, this isn't something I want to do. So, I mean, that's been the approach that, that I've taken, that I've helped other people to take, and it seems to really narrow it down. It's very tactical. You know, I remember somebody doing an exercise like that for me and they said, you know, what are some of the things you would never want to do? And we talked about it and I gave him a list. And then for whatever reason, there I was changing 45 diapers on the same day. (laughs) And I said, this was on my list of things I never wanted to do. (laughs) Sometimes that happens, Jeff. But I love my triplets, right? So, yes. so, so, where do we go from here, right? Like, how do you make that jump from here's a here's a here's a vision, here's an idea uh-huh. to uh-huh. no, I I I can I can make a buck off of this, or or I'm you know this is now not an idea. Let's side hustle this. Yes, yes. Well, so then, and I started a consulting business after I went out into tech. I I had two little kids, and so I um, left. I'd worked for a couple startup companies, and I was a teacher. And uh, so what I did was I started my own consulting practice. So I went through this process, and um, I went out and I bought a book on how do you start a consulting company. And so literally getting educated on how do I go from point A to point B and really make this idea a reality. And um, so based on that, I created a business plan. And I said, all right, what's my core value? And what do I need to, where do I think that there is going to be something that is needed for me um, and my skills and my expertise and and what what problems need to be solved? So what are the problems that need to be solved? Um, How can I help to solve them? And then I looked at things like target audience, who am I going to who am I going to go after? Um, How am I going to get to those decision makers? Who's in my network who can help me? Um, And and so it was really kind of almost a a marketing plan, if you will, of how am I going to market what it is that I have to offer? That sounds intimidating. Oh, does it? (laughs) I know, but you know what? Teachers can learn anything. And so teachers can learn this. This is, I mean, it's not, it's really, it's a very simple process. You can, they're so good at picking up a book and going through the plan and figuring out how to do that. Well, one of the things that you mentioned in the blog post here, and again, this is going to be linked over on the show notes. This is TeacherCast podcast number 204, Mm -hmm. is you mentioned this whole concept, and I love the term, multitasking, right? Mm -hmm. We as teachers are dealing with, sorry, let me rephrase that. I always say that, working with 90 students all at one time, and we only have three minutes to go and and close down and move and all these different things. Multitasking is really like we're professional multitaskers. We do Uh all those different Uh things. Yes. Do you find that a lot of teachers are creating entrepreneurial uh, uh, opportunities in the education field? Or do you find they're like, look, my day job is my day job. I need a break. I'm going to be a bartender. I'm going to be a something like I'm going to do something completely non-educational because they need that yin and that yang. Yeah. I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't quote specific numbers for you, Jeff, but um, the teachers who I know, they love teaching and they're, they're so committed to it and they, they really want to make um, learning better for students. And so, so many teachers I know, they're always looking for the, the great idea to be able to better engage their students. Um, and I, I have, I do have an example um, of a uh, school, Woodland Elementary School, and they had a um, young girl by the name of Peyton, and um, Peyton was suffering from cancer, and couldn't come to class. And so, rather than um, just 
not allowing Peyton to go to school, the parents and the, the teachers at the school found a way to bring a video unit to Peyton's home and to bring her into class over video. And it was amazing because she could attend all of her classes. She didn't miss any classes. Um, she was a part of the process. It was really a, an amazing experience for her and it helped in the healing process as well. Um, so she was able to stay connected and be a part of the lessons and, and uh, she would you know, move around to her classes because they had a mobile video unit. So those are the kinds of things that are so heartfelt in terms of what teachers do. They're creative in terms of being able to pull parents in um, who might be you know, a pilot on an airplane and they can, they can use video technology to have that person in the classroom talking about what it's like to be a pilot. So just, just a couple of little examples of how teachers are really pushing the envelope of creating these immersive environments. Talking today to Renee Patton, the Global Director of Education at Cisco. And I want to go back a few weeks to when we first met at ISTE because you and I were walking around with a entrepreneur who really got started as a teenager. And yes. <laughs> I'm going to link to the show notes here because a few weeks ago we had a chance to sit down with Travis Allen and uh -huh. he told us his story. Uh, and I'm going to try to get this right of how he was in school and something happened to him he got kicked out and that was when he came up with some ideas that really uh -huh. changed his life uh -huh. and it doesn't matter if you're a student or a teacher it usually takes that one thing to kind of make yes. you think and go oh there's a problem here or oh that's getting me to go in a different direction uh -huh. what's your thoughts opinions on students that are trying to make their world different and specifically, Travis, here's a guy who really has the world in front of him, and mm -hmm. he created this brand, this company. Mm -hmm. He's partnering yeah. with Cisco, and he's, yeah. he's killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he is. He is. Well, and it's this is a really interesting question because um, we place so much focus on STEM. Uh, and it's so important. I mean, we need to be exposing students to science, technology, engineering, and math. I mean, we've, they, we have to give them that exposure, both boys and girls. Um, we cannot lose sight of the soft skills. And one of the things, whenever I talk to Travis, oh my gosh, he's, he's so excited. He's so passionate. He is really, really smart. He's a great communicator and he is really motivated. And, and he, he's able to take this idea and just his enthusiasm and his creativity have really differentiated, helped him to differentiate the iSchool initiative. And so I think all of those things, as we're talking about entrepreneurs and problem solving and the global problem solver challenges, there's so, there's so much importance um, that we need to place on creativity. And... The ability to think differently. And, and the one thing I remember saying uh, it was, you know, I, I'm sitting here talking to this person about the the the, the escape room and all of those different mm -hmm. things that were going on there. And then yeah. I remember looking at, at you and I looked at him and I'm like, oh, this is the guy that's in charge. Like You wouldn't know. <laughs> I, I, I still am embarrassed that I didn't realize that or it didn't hit me when, when, when it was being said. But I'm like, you would never think that somebody like Travis was the CEO of this company that's partnered uh -huh. up with this global uh -huh. powerhouse tech company to build this yeah. multi-million dollar thing. And I'm like, yeah. it's awesome because yeah. he's, he, even though he's in his late 20s, 
He's still a student. He's learning yeah. every day. He's learning how to be a leader. He's learning how to be a follower. He's learning how to put these business deals together. He's learning mm-hmm. how to drive a bus, he tells me. All these different oh, things. Yeah. But it's just it's a neat story because we all have those students yes, who come to us and do. say, I have an idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think? And it could be anything from Minecraft to web design to. Absolutely. I, I mean, it's an amazing experience for our teachers when they see their students doing these things. And obviously, look, everybody wants to be the next YouTube star. So it's so mm-hmm. easy to get, have those kids get that idea of I want to try this. Can you help me? Yes, yes. Well, and it's an interesting, so the comment that you made about him partnering with this big powerhouse of a, of a company, Cisco, and I think it really um, also speaks to our culture because we, we've really, we, we really identified um, Travis and his company. We saw just the value and the talent and what he could bring to our education customers in K-12. And we, we really un- unleashed him. We said, what? <laughs> I don't think and, I had to do very much for that. <laughs> right. And, and, but we empowered him. And, you know, it wasn't like, well, no, you're going to do it this way. Um, we, and I just think that's kind of what I think teachers have to do too, right? We have to, when, to your point, when you see someone like a Travis, you have to say, well, what do you think? How, how would you approach ISTE? And how would you structure this whole escape contest? And why is it important for teachers to do hands-on activities and really model the behavior that we're trying to make sure that they're um, using with their own students to get their own students hands-on, active, problem-solving. And so that's why we did what we did at ISTE, was to create that hands-on environment for teachers so that they could see a model of how to use technology in teaching and learning. So I want to hit on two more topics here, because these are the ones that I know are near and dear to your heart and certainly to mine. Let's take the teacher out of the equation for a second. You're a parent, and you know yes. that your kid um, is is moving in a direction where all it takes is a push. Could be one hand, could be two. Um, uh, Um, how do we support our own children at home with these goals? Maybe I'm a mom and I don't have the resources. Maybe I'm not a connected educator. What can I do as a parent to support my students to help push them into these types of uh, leadership roles and entrepreneurship skills? I think listening, open-mindedness and encouragement. And, uh, you know, I think sometimes as a parent, the tendency is, well, no, you're going to go in this direction. <laughs> I mean, that's sort of, I think that's as, as parents, we're, we see what we think should the, the, our kids should do. And I think the key is really to understand what, what they want, understand what their passion is and where it is they'd like to go in the world, and then find ways to support them and to um, engage them in a dialogue around what they'd like to do, why they'd like to do it, um, and how they can make that a reality and really giving them different options and resources so they can learn about it. And resources, it doesn't necessarily mean money, um, but it might mean taking them on a, on a field trip somewhere or introducing them to pe- other parents in your network who you know and helping them to have conversations with others um, to really kind of fully explore those ideas. I find a lot of parents, you know, I'll put it this way, every parent wants to help their, their child out. Every parent wants to yes. see their kid do that thing. But not every parent is into education is into Twitter, is into finding those resources. One of the places that I can certainly recommend them looking at is into all the great stuff that's happening at Cisco Education. Mm -hmm. Could you Mm -hmm. talk to us a little bit about what Cisco is doing for education and for the classroom? 
absolutely. Thank you, Jeff, for that question. So first we have the technology that goes into the classroom. So I think as parents, really thinking about technologies like um, video, where they can better connect with teachers. So if they're working full-time, if they're full-time parents, asking the school, is there an opportunity for me to attend conferences over video? Is there a social collaboration space like WebEx Teams where they can um, have an ongoing dialogue with the teacher and it's a secure platform. So they're really conscious of security. Um, so I think it's really kind of all those technologies, wireless technologies so that students have better access. So I think that's number one. The second thing is a program that we have that's called the Cisco Networking Academy program, where that's our largest philanthropic program. So we've put 9.2 million students through the program since inception. And it provides students with on-ramps into, into careers in IT. So for students who are interested interested in careers in IT to really look at the local high schools, community colleges, and ask them about potential networking academy programs. We have those, again, in schools, but then we also have online programs if they'd like to explore careers in cybersecurity or the internet of things, so we have that. And then we also have uh, the Global Problem Solver series that I mentioned. And that's another way to kind of help get students engaged in, in thinking about problems that need to be solved and how they can be the next entrepreneur uh, in their community, the next Travis Allen uh, in their community. It would certainly be an amazing thing if we all figured out the best way to help our students. You know, I, this is going to sound GI Joe, but really be all they can be, right? Like just mm -hmm. have, help Absolutely. them out every single day. Because mm -hmm. look, it's not going to be long before the weather is going to get cooler. Our students yep. are going to be coming in, and we have a hundred brand new Travises, and it's yes. our job to help steer them in the right direction. Mm -hmm. We want to know what you guys are thinking out there. Of course, if you have any questions, you can reach out to us on Twitter at TeacherCast or leave us a voice message over on TeacherCast.net/slash/voicemail. In fact, we've even made it easier for you guys to communicate for us. If you go to TeacherCast. Net. On the bottom right of the screen, there's a little button. It pops up. It says, how can I help you? And that is the best way to get in touch with me. And I'm happy to help you guys out as much as I can with any questions on entrepreneurship, building a brand, creating a podcast, or doing anything in the ed tech world. We are here to help you guys out. And I know that our friends at Cisco Education are. Uh, Renee, first of all, thank you. This is a great conversation. And I hope that you will accept the opportunity to come back on here and Absolutely. do a round too. I would um, love to. We've been Anytime, doing the whole, Jeff. we've been doing entrepreneurs all, all week or sorry, all summertime. It's getting hot. And <sighs> I, I, I love this conversation and maybe what we can do is we'll have other entrepreneurs come on. Maybe Absolutely. we'll see what we can do with this. Cause this is such an important topic for teachers, especially as the school year starts. It's how do I do this? How do I support myself? How do I take mm -hmm. those dreams to the next level? But most importantly, how do we help our students? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Renee, one last time, how do we get in touch with you and how do we learn more about Cisco for Education? So, uh, Jeff, the best way to learn about Cisco and Education is by going to our website, www.cisco.com slash go slash education, um, or send me an email, repatton at cisco.com. Again, it's repatton at cisco.com. And we will have links to all of that stuff on our show notes. This is, of course, TeacherCast podcast episode number 204. Don't forget, every single Monday, we have our Ask the Tech Coach show. If you're an instructional technology coach, we would love to work with you on being an edupreneur in your school district. We've got some great shows coming up this year, and we can't wait to have you guys check everything out. If you're looking to make a podcast, you can go over to educationalpodcasting.com and learn how not only to create a podcast in your home studio, 
but also in your school. We have our brand new channel, podcastingwithstudents.com, where you can learn everything about bringing audio and video into your curriculum. Well, again, I want to thank our friends at Cisco for Education, and I want to thank my good friend Renee Patton for coming on and for sharing her passions with you guys. And on behalf of Renee and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.